0: The underpinning of this of this title of the room, your core competency, which will probably be um, more of the majority of the conversation. But it starts perhaps with the question, this perennial philosophical and individual personal question that many of us have, uh, Joseph. And that's why I wanted to uh, make today's room about it, which is what should I do? And I don't know if that's a good place to start, but just as as kind of like a very open ended, but also a question that many of us that I know that I have had many times in the last month, much less in my year or my in my life. Um, could I? Could we start with what does the Vedantic philosophy say about this perennial question of what should I do?
1: Yeah. So. Um... It, this is like, it's remarkable, like from all the people that we meet in the world and, um, you know, from the meeting, I, the talk I just did that I came from half an hour ago here at this, this hotel in the Himalayas where I'm teaching right now, every, it just happened again. Someone saying, look, I, I've been doing this my whole life whatever a person's been doing, but should I be doing something else? And this never ends, you know, even my dad, my father always jokes. He's like been ahead a, a wonderful career as a public servant, as a politician and whatever. And he always jokes and says, um, you know, he's 74 years old and he says, I, I still got to figure out what I'm going to do when I grow up. So it's, it's like, this is never a never ending question of what do I do? Right? So, uh, well, even once people make money, then it's like, okay, now I've made money. What do I do? Once people, when people don't have money, they're like, okay, what should I do maybe for money? This, this calm, constant question of what is it that I should be doing with myself? Even Vedanta people who want to promote Vedanta, who we all know a bunch of, and you know the community now very well. It, it even there, it's a, it's a question of, What's the best way that we can function to, to spread Vedanta? Whatever it is, this question never goes away. Really, until you're self-realized. So far as I can tell, I mean, most people I know are are have this question. Um, barring like one, <laughs> one person mm-hmm. who doesn't have this question. <laughs> and 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 the, it, I think a little background is useful. Um, to say that, yes, please. Yeah, that that there is a chronology of action from the Vedantic philosophical position that really has to be uh, grasped, and and before the, the the question can be answered, which is that every action is preceded by a desire. Every desire is preceded by a thought. A single thought. And every single thought is preceded by a, a seed thought, which in Vedanta, the Sanskrit word for it, is vasana. And it doesn't matter. It's just a word. Vas means fragrance. Even more technically, vas, vasana refers to something that we know must be there but we cannot see it directly like for example dark matter right <laughs> or dark energy i'm just making up something like mm-hmm. from my astronomical thing like we know that there's this huge amount of mass in the universe and but we can only see 4% of it so they're like okay there must be some other something you know that that is contributing to the mass of the universe but What is it we don't know so they call it dark matter so similarly within our personalities we know that there are that thoughts come out of come out of nowhere as it were that we don't know from where they come but we know that they come out of somewhere so there's this word vasana take it as a seed of thought or as the unmanifest personality we each have different vasanas. We each are composed of a different kind of a like a hard coating. You know that like this is my I have these vasanas. We we say casually, his vasanas are like that. Why does that guy always go want to be outside? His vasanas are like that. Why is that guy so indulgent? His vasanas are like that. Why is that lady so preoccupied with? Uh, business know, poet business or poetry or something. Her vasanas are like that, you know whatever it is. Why is one an artist and another is more interested in sports? And we say loosely speaking and, and most Indians will be familiar with this, but there is a technical sort of thing behind it, which is the there's this idea of vasana. Out of the vasana come thoughts. And those thoughts just emerge. You'll be sitting on your couch doing nothing one day and whatever. Some thought comes to do something. We say, where did it come from? It came out of vasana. When that thought is then <clears throat> allowed to uh, grow, when that thought is allowed to uh, manifest further and, and gain a momentum, uh, then that vasana, it be, we say, has become a desire. So, vasana, thought, desire, action. Desire, then, when it gets to a certain point, becomes an action. So, in short, what we should do is try to understand ourselves. And this is what Vedanta is all about. Vedanta is all about understanding your own formula what it is that you bring to the table uh, without any inferiority complex or superiority complex, but basically what is a person's natural tendency? Let's say, I like to call it natural enthusiasm. Where do you have natural enthusiasm? And in that area we should try to act. We should try to act within our natural enthusiasm. According to our vasana, according to our desires. So this is not always practical, right? I mean, this is often about, well, how do I make money? Mm -hmm. Um, Most people are more, it's like, well, it doesn't really matter what my natural tendency is. My natural tendency is to do this sort of thing, but there's no money in it. And um, this, this, or there is money in it, so let me do it, whatever the case may be. So in Vedanta, these, the, your own nature, your own vasanas, your own natural enthusiasm, there's a word which is swadharma. And I don't mean to be throwing a bunch of Sanskrit words, but it's just useful. Swa means one's own. Dharma means nature. And throughout the Bhagavad Gita, especially, he talks about the importance of acting upon one's Swa Dharma as opposed to one's Para Dharma. Para means alien, alien nature. So we've got to act according to our swadharma. Our swadharma is determined by our vasanas, by our natural enthusiasms. Whatever our natural enthusiasms are, that is our swadharma. So swadharma means one's own nature. Paradharma means alien nature. Acting with or acting according to my Swadharma is like flying with a tailwind. Acting according to Paradharma means someone else's nature just because of convenience or money or whatever, is like is like flying against the wind. So you know, like flying across America, it's like one hour. For, it's one hour longer flying one way and one hour the other because of the, the the winds. Same thing mm-hmm. for Australia. I always get them mixed up. Which one is longer and whatever, but one of them's an hour longer. It doesn't make any. And the only reason is because of the prevailing winds that are typically there. So Vedanta says, listen, to figure out what you should do. That anyone should figure out what they should do. They should, first of all, understand what their own natural enthusiasms are. What are the things that they are drawn to naturally, irrespective of convenience or, or financial gain or, or, or the amount of money you can make in a particular field? These should not be the determining factors. It doesn't mean be stupid, you know. I mean, you've got to take into account certain practical things. Mm-hmm. But in order to figure out what it is I should do, the most important thing is understand what is, uh, what is my swadharma. So the, the, fir- the, 35th, the 35th chapter of, of chapter 3 of the Bhagavad Gita, which is one of our... 35th verse? Um, uh, sorry, 35th verse, yes, sorry, of, uh, of chapter 3 of the Gita, is, is all about this. It says, it says, better is swadharma, one's own duty, though devoid of merit, meaning it's better to do swadharma, even if you do it badly, than paradharma, the duty of another, well-discharged. And then he goes even further. He says, it's better to die in swadharma mm-hmm. than, to do, than, than paradharma. And he says paradharma is fraught with fear. Fear because you'll know at some level of your personality that you're not here doing what you're meant to do. A person has a particular birth for a particular reason, has a particular structure above their personality for a particular reason. And if we're not paying attention to it at all, then some part of our conscience will recognize this and be like, yay, what are you doing? You're not mm-hmm. fulfilling what you're actually meant to do. And it's it's. From a spirit spirituality, your spiritual growth it doesn't care how much money you made or how much status you had. You understand? It, so I imagine that, an,
0: another yeah. aspect. I imagine another aspect of that fear is also. You just I I remember hearing once that our purpose is uh was kind of pithy. It was actually said by a business development guy that I worked with, that ironically was not very good at his job. I will say, but it stuck with mm-hmm. me. Uh, seven or eight years ago when he said our purpose is to find where we can be uniquely useful to our community Mm. and and I wonder if what you're saying that fear in that paradigm paradharma where it's uh, you know that foreign uh, nature that alien nature is this intrinsic uh, reflection of this is not what I am meant to be doing that's not what I've And enthused about naturally wired for but also i wonder if you look around to your left and right you're like there is a thousand people better at this than me because it is their their wiring it's almost like i've seen so many people try to force themselves to be programmers
1: yes 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 and it is
0: only a matter of time 15 months in three years in before they bounce out because they're like I am, I am getting these signals each day that other people are better at this than me and I'm not being that useful to my community by forcing this, this thing that might have, I think it is one of the most uh, financially lucrative professions, but it's not their, their uh, nature.
1: Oh, for sure. Like I'm always the example I'm always giving is like, you know, Zuckerberg or, or whoever, I don't know, you would know better who is a good example. These guys were, like, they were getting in trouble for, like, in their bunk beds when they were 10 years old for, like, hiding under the sheets, like, coding. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> they had no idea. The world didn't know what that, that there was any value. They didn't know. They just loved it. And and just because a kid comes along and you know ten years later and is like oh wow money is in tech maybe I should do it but he really doesn't care and he would rather be doing making sourdough bread you know what I mean like that dude mm-hmm. should be a baker it, it, it's like it's ridiculous you will never be able to compete with somebody who's who is genuinely just really geeking out on on coding or geeking out on sourdough bread you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. you're just never gonna win and the world is really competitive and there's a lot of people that want everything that is out there
0: i remember that yeah and I, i remember you telling me in a previous uh episode and for those listening we've got them um on Clubhouse so you can watch the replay, read the, or listen to the replays. But I remember you telling me, well, in an episode of right action, that one of the definitions of right action is that which generates energy. So I'm sure that yeah. or I imagine that's also part of the equation here of what you're in. You can try to force that thing. Um, but if you're, it's almost like what you're winning isn't even an effortless paycheck or being the best sourdough bread maker but what you're really winning is this uh, groove this flow of action that generates energy versus god knows i've done so many things that completely deplete energy especially in my 20s when i was trying to figure out this equation
1: yeah yep yeah. yeah absolutely um Right. There just won't be any, any satisfaction whatsoever in, in the action. So, um, it's, it's a very common thing, um, to this, this is one of the topics that that we talk about, um, here, where I am right now in, in the, in the Himalayas, in this, this hotel doing talks for people. And, um, one of the things I often say is, you know, people ask, like, how do you, how do I find my swadharma? Mm-hmm. You know, how 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 do I actually find, you know, what I'm meant to do? And my, it's a pretty simple thing. I mean, uh, look, uh, Swami has this way. He says he says you should. Um, you know, wake up in the early morning and make a list of all the things you've really been interested in your whole life, whatever you've done since childhood and make the list for weeks and weeks. And then eventually you'll kind of see a golden thread, you know, and that's what you're supposed to do. But I, I don't know. I think it's it's in a way simpler. I mean, that's a useful exercise, but an even more kind of direct hack, I think, is to just say to yourself, okay, if I found a billion dollars in my bank account tomorrow, or whatever your number is, different people have a different number for when they stop worrying about money, you know? But if, it, for some people it's $100,000, they'll never think about money again. For another person, it's a million. For another person, it's 100 million, 100 billion, whatever. Whatever your number is, that where you'll never think about money again, and I would say double it, double that amount, put it in your account tax free. Then what will you do tomorrow? Where does your mind go tomorrow? That's what you should be doing from day one. And it's, and what uh, what
0: if it what if it ends up being like okay it's music,
1: but damn it,
0: Joseph, you already mentioned there are things with no money in it. And, yep. and, it, and I, it, not that many people have that, that answer, but I think a lot of people have an answer where they're, they potentially fall back under this uh, hypnosis, cultural hypnosis of like, no, it's not one of these four roles that make money. It's something mm-hmm. over here. What do you do in that case?
1: If you want to be happy, if you want to be peaceful, which is and and i'm not actually really even directly interested in whether people are happy or not i don't it's not really interesting to me if they're happy or peaceful that's not really the point those things are useful that state of mind is useful so that they can start penetrating into the what they really are that's interesting to me a peaceful person has the capacity to sit down and reflect into what they are. So for that reason, at least for me, I'm interested in, in helping people find peace, not just so they uh, get through life, you know, who cares, you know? Uh, so, so ultimately, if a person really finds what they're meant to do and they're doing it, they will be peaceful. And when they're peaceful, they will be much more effective at whatever they do and so whatever success they come they they achieve whatever support they find from the world they will they will they will they will find it much much more effortlessly they'll be healthier they'll be better and they may be poor and they won't care you know they'll, they'll be they'll be happy but it, they'll be extremely effective um, at what they do, and because look, the the opposite is is too common. Like we hear it too too often that you know I did this because this is what my family business was, or I did this because this is what was, you know, my community is like that. You know, my community does this kind of thing, and it's just, everybody in uh, my state in this particular place. You know, they buy and sell cotton, or I don't know. I'm just making something up, you know. But what will happen is a profound, deep sense that I'm doing what I ought to do. And that is an experience that you can't buy. I mean, you just cannot buy that experience. You cannot buy that inner, you can't buy that sleep. You can take whatever pills you want. You can be like Michael Jackson and have them anesthetize you every night. And you won't get the same sleep that you'll get. If you go to sleep knowing I've done what I was meant to do here in this world, you know, in this day or in the last hour that, that is just, that is just a priceless thing. And, uh, so I, yeah, I would tell them, you know, if you're clear and you're able to understand like what you're really made to do, to to um, to do it for the sake of, of the subjective wealth, you know. And I don't know, James. I mean, I, I know I know you, and I know that you've had that. I know you're you feel very blessed in, in your life to be able to be deeply satisfied in what you've done. So I know you know what I'm talking about. And and I definitely know what I'm talking about in that I've had so many moments in life where I'm sitting there doing something that is like, like there's no money in the bank. Like I, there's, there, I'm like living in a shack and, and and it's not always like that. I mean, I'm currently sitting in a seven star spa and In the himalayas it's ridiculous but so it's not always about not having money but it's it's like that feeling of if you gave me any any option to do anything else right now than what i'm doing i wouldn't take it you know so i haven't i
0: haven't felt that satisfaction
1: i've done you don't think no huh uh
0: well uh, i There are certain things that I do during the course of a day or a week. It's honestly these conversations. Mm. It is the closest. I well, it's not even. It is that because it's it's like it is that that it it is catch the wave and you know when you're on the wave. It's not like yeah. uh, Oh, it was close to it and it felt great. That is it is quite binary. You either catch the wave, surfing, and it Mm. does feel amazing, uh, otherworldly or you you miss it by a couple inches and you do not catch it so when we're having these conversations uh, when i'm waking up in the morning um and and setting my day in the right direction with this spiritual study that's when i am in that in that flow yeah but but yeah. work-wise i really have i i have done so many different things but i'd I have not had that satisfaction, um, that you're talking about where I know what I did that day professionally was. So I think that's one of the reasons I wanted to have this conversation in this, um, uh, mm. clubhouse topic today is, um, mm-hmm. is to really excavate this territorial life where I'm having those 36 and, and having done a number of things, having those questions of, damn, what should I do? Um, yeah. And it sounds like your dad, at, in his 70s, the question doesn't go away for some. But, yeah. um, but at least it is so fascinating that you're essentially saying directionally you're there where you don't. I know you said, uh, I guess you, you implied Swami's the only one that doesn't have that, that question. But yeah. you're in that area code where you
1: don't have that question.
0: I'm outside that area code
1: where yeah. I have that question. Yeah, and I think we have it, I think a lot of us have it, um, um, you know, momentarily, like, like, I mean, for example, when you and I were sitting talking to Swami the other day, um, which is like just crazy to think that we could do that when you really stop and think about it, you know, (laughs) and like, like at that moment, if I had tapped you on the shoulder and been like, hey, bro, um, I don't know the, who's the Chili head Peppers are
0: playing in Bombay or something.
1: Right. Or, 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 or the, the head of Apple um, wants to call, to talk to you. You'd be like, sorry, I'm busy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. it's like that, a lot of it, uh, quite frankly, a lot of those moments for me have been sitting with a self-realized master and just being like, like, this is, this is crazy. Like this is, there's nothing I'd rather be doing right now in this moment in life. So it's, it's not, it's not necessarily always like the, um, the, the general field of endeavor, but, um, but I think I told you recently and I don't know, this may be personal, but who cares? My, my mother, um, recently, I, I don't know. I said something to my mother recently in some context about, like, yeah, mom, it's okay. I, I know a lot of people now. I could probably get a job because <laughs> you know? I haven't really ever had a job. Right. And, and so, and, and she, my mother's really wise and awesome and, and a counselor to many. And, and she just looked at me and she's like, yeah, you probably could, but I think it'd be a compromise at this point. Mm -hmm. and and it was like just so it was just such a warm amazing thing to hear from my mother that like she she recognizes it just like this is not at the moment my life is is kind of ridiculous sitting here where I'm sitting but it's it's also challenging it's kind of an artist life you know uh, in, in, in a similar, like, you know, we, we move from opportunity to opportunity, but to, to do something that's not like just fully your swadharma, even my mother recognized, like, you know, that would be a, a compromise. And, and I think and it, that really made me think a lot is like, okay, you're a human being, everyone's a human being, they've got a certain nature. Nature has beautifully provided us all with a particular nature to exhaust a particular number of desires and type of desires and type of experiences in the world to to kind of just like spit in the face of nature and do something else out of like sensual materialistic drives think the conscience um pricks and and bothers us and on a deep level we know is wrong and maybe that's what my mom was kind of pointing out being like you know it's a compromise you can't you don't want you don't ever want to compromise that
0: the question that that i'd have for you is have you have you always had that support because that seems to be the central tension and and so many of our lives is what you want and what others want for you. And it might be out yeah. of good in, good intention of like, no, I was a lawyer. You're two years into law school. You can't quit now. Uh, keep going. Have you always had that support from your parents uh, for, and for listeners, if you're listening for the first time, if Joseph has been studying and teaching Vedanta for 25 years, uh, ancient Indian philosophy at that, it's like seven Americans study and and so it is certainly not checked the box of like oh yeah you can definitely make a great living doing that have you <laughs> have you have you always had that support from your your parents and what would you say to someone that has absolutely no support from their parents when they say and by the way I, we were just in the ashram and one of the guys that I got to know uh, Archibald who was visiting the, the ashram from I believe somewhere in, in Europe, Uh, is where he's he's based and and he was a musician dj and and now he's a sound engineer and Mm. so there is there is this somewhat of a as we figure out what that swadharma and that um that economic equation is that practical equation of making money or making a living is I think oftentimes it is a crisis of imagination. We just don't, we think, oh, music is just busking or playing main stage at Coachella instead yeah. of you actually scratch that itch and you get 11 months in and you realize, oh my God, there's a whole universe of, of jobs mm. that are waiting for mm. someone that's so wired for it, that yeah. are waiting for, yeah. for those. But have you had that support from your family from day one?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, not, not from day one, day one, but very quickly. I mean, um, but that was honestly more my inability to articulate, um, my own conviction. Like I knew from day one after meeting Swami, uh, that this, I needed to go and and learn, at the feet of this master. Like that was really clear to me and I knew that I was right. But, but, um, but I knew, but I was also completely um, inept in, in my ability to communicate that and not get frustrated with people questioning. And so I, I don't blame them, but very quickly, uh, They they recognized uh, what What is what is very
0: very quickly because I think some people will doubt the ability just to have that first conversation.
1: Oh yeah, no, the first conversation wasn't good, and also kind of my bad. Like I called him and told him I dropped out of Washu and St. Louis (laughs) to move to move to India like the day after I did it. So that was probably a little bit ungrateful and kind of a a prick move. <laughs> what would, you,
0: yeah. Can you tell us more? Cause I think those, those for you might look back and feel like it was quick. Um,
1: yeah. So then it was the, nine months. Yeah. Then it was nine. Yeah. Then it was nine months and um, um, it was, it, there was tension uh, for sure, but I had to work and, uh, but uh, you know,
0: it not Oh, it's cutting out a little bit, Joseph. Can you hear me,
1: Joseph? I think it's oh, cutting out a little doing... bit. I'm sorry.
0: it is cutting? It was cutting out there for the last uh, 20 seconds.
1: Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. They they both came to visit, and and. Uh, recognized uh, that it, it was good for me and that it was a, a solid institution. And, and, and still there was a lot of uh, concern about kind of how to make it work. But, um, I, you know, that way I have, um, my folks are quite detached and objective and in the best way and, and, you know, support their kids to do whatever. Uh, but not in a sense like, okay, we're going to just make this happen for you, but they're not going to get in the way if, if if I'm willing to make it happen for myself, uh, which I was. And um, and yeah, I mean, now it's like, like I said, my mother's at a point where she's like, yeah, you could kind of like start a normal life, but, um, but it, it would be a compromise. I think that she really recognizes. And, and my dad... Has tremendous appreciation about um, about Vedanta and 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 the work we're doing and um, understanding what it is. Um, but but um, this is a part of it, you know. This is a part of Swadharma. Is 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 not. Um, we really, we can't all just kind of wait for the world to approve what we're doing otherwise. And I know this would appreciate, this would be appreciated by your, your community, especially in the entrepreneurial world and and the, the world of people willing to kind of do things differently. We've all got to do that. And, and, and that not only that, I mean, that is the history of, of the spiritual masters in the tradition that we study even. I mean, Swamiji himself is a massive iconoclast. I mean, he, he did the way he set up his ashram and, and things, um, you know, was quite not done. And, and, and he was, he questioned, he was willing to question and, and share it with, with whoever wanted to hear. And, um, um, it's not going to be easy though. I think that's, sometimes it is easy. Sometimes people just do something and they, it's easy for them and you know, they reinvent the wheel and and they get really successful and it's happily ever after. But, uh, a lot of it's a struggle and, and that's, that's part of it.
0: I remember you, you telling me, um, I've got to take L to camp this morning here in a, in a minute. But our the some mm-hmm. of the things I want to r- recap, and then one of the last questions I have for you. I remember you telling me once that that um, when you show up to a talk and one person shows up, when you show mm-hmm. up for to to give a, a lecture or a class and one person shows up, that that is the work. Yeah, and and it, triangulating that with with. Um, an essay that I've mentioned before from this great thinker, Paul Graham, um, where he wrote one last year and and basically just said um, th- three big projects in his life, he chose them because of prestige and mm. three big projects he chose because he was just interested in them. And it wasn't like, you know, off of a menu. It was all like chronologically, just he started to dabble in one, started to dabble in another. And the ones out of prestige he realized um, there was wit- there was no money in it, even though there was perceived money in it, because there was so much more supply than there was demand, because people were just trying to do it for the prestige. They weren't. Uh, he, he talked about um, painting in New York City and and pursuing fine art in New York City, and uh, he'd go to a party for an artist and be like, "God, there's money in this," and then he would try to sell his art. For years and feel like man, there's no money in this. And the um, and he said, when you pursue something for prestige, you you never get that compensation because um, you don't get the financial compensation because so many people are willing to dilute the market, and also you don't get that uh, prestige compensation for so long, and it's the thing you're searching for. You feel starved by it. But what's interesting about what you said about the two people is showing up is it seems like part of the equation is what would you do where you would still feel like you are just winning and that benefit, even if only two people showed up for it, um, a talk, um, a you, whether it's making that sourdough bread, it's just whatever, um, being a chef, making food, doing something where, um, you do not care who shows up for it. Because that ultimately is the thing that it, you mentioned Swami doing that. And I imagine many of his first talks, maybe for years, was two people, four people, way before his 2,000 people. Yeah. And it, as long as it's something that is so your, did you say your natural enthusiasm? Is that what you said? Right. Yep. Then, then it's not for that prestige factor. It's almost like from get from Jump Street doing something with that. Okay, this will get you know this X amount of approval. It's like the programmer that or the the salesperson trying to learn to program because that's where the money is. It, it they never reach any point of internal or external satisfaction. Um. But even if it's sales position, one fifth the salary, but it is their swadharma, they at least almost right off the bat get that internal satisfaction. So they at least get part of that compensation from day one. And, and that can oftentimes be the fuel that then gets them to day 1001 um, almost effortlessly where they get both sides of that compensation or, you know, 2,000 people are showing up to a talk you're giving uh, if you're you're Swami or you're you.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the, right, the satisfaction is is in the action. It has nothing to do with the results. And that's another great... Another great point to make in this this particular conversation is um, the satisfaction in doing the work should should make the results kind of pale in comparison. And it's not a it's not like a workaholic thing. It's just like something that you just really enjoy being able to do, and that's what we should all look for.
0: The um, well, I'm I'm on dad duty right now, but so the the things that are jotted down, um, or that action. So it's basically vasana is almost this dark dark matter. Then thoughts, then desires, then action, and so the question of what should I do, which usually pertains to action, really goes back to your desires, to your thoughts then to this concept of asanas and then the other thing that that i down is this uh swadharma and swadharma being uh core to this entire equation and it's something that we don't ever really talk about uh in the west of we talk about your passions we talk about like some of these things in this direction but we never talk about it in in this plain term of your your nature
1: yeah it's crucial it's absolutely a crucial idea and if you take a larger sort of spiritual view of of life that we're here to exhaust certain desires to liberate ourselves, mm, then it's the most crucial thing. The, the payment that matters is evolution, nothing
0: else. Mm. I think it's a great way to round out the conversation of, uh, this isn't just something to bide your time. That's something that I that's a third thing I need to write down. This isn't something to just bide your time while other important work is is done or that side hustle or that side study, that spiritual part time pastime is is uh, checked, but it's actually this is uh, crucial. Maybe nothing more important than figuring out that Swadharma, especially if it goes back to that that uh, phrase that is etched in my mind to find where you can be uniquely useful in your community. Yeah, that it's that's it's, it's not even just it actually has far little far less to do with your satisfaction. But it's how you find a groove 11 months in 11 years in where your community is just served by the fact that every everything you're doing each day is generating more action, generating more energy for you. Versus the, uh, cliche, but so almost like clockwork, the, um, that impending midlife crisis where you're like, why the hell did I spend 21 years to become partner at this law firm and then I am quitting within a year or the canonical example of the nine years for the PhD and then the person, um, gets it and, um, and is actually, it feels like it was a complete waste of their time. In fact, did you know, that's the, that is, uh, professionally speaking, the worst, uh, moment for, uh, of any career for mental health crisis is right after someone gets their PhD. Wow like right after they essentially check the box of a dream that they had, maybe when they were 20 um, mm-hmm. and they do it at, at 31. And that's, uh, that's actually when they're the most uh, from mental health statistics, the most distorted, but you can hear Ellen back on. So I've got to jump, but for folks, if, if you enjoy this conversation, go subscribe to our yoga for your intellect club on clubhouse or, yfyi.co um to find our podcast on your favorite podcast player on youtube um check us out on instagram especially where you're dropping some really cool photos from india uh right now from the himalayas um and i'll let you stay on if people have questions Jessica. but i've got to jump right now to take l to camp uh say hi no El. worries say hi to everybody hell no idea idea what she's talking into but um everybody thank you for for joining today and joseph i will see you next week 7 a.m pacific
1: all right brother i look forward to the new apps from india too man those are gonna be great
0: yes we got a few episodes from india for folks uh so make sure you subscribe um across your favorite podcast player or youtube all right brother see you soon
1: all right man take care Bye. Bye bye